Well, namaste everyone. I am so happy uh, to uh, have all of you join me for this live uh, broadcast again. I have a very special guest uh, from India. Uh, he is uh, Professor uh, Kutub Shastri. Namaste. Namaste, Kutub Shastri ji. I am so honored to have you here. Uh, let me give you a little background of who he is, then you'll appreciate why he is so important. Uh, he is a recipient of the uh, Certificate of Honor from the President of India, which uh, being a very well-known, important Sanskrit scholar. Uh, he is the President of the International Association of Sanskrit Studies, and I will ask him momentarily what are some of the activities. Uh, he was a uh, former Director and Vice-Chancellor of Rashtriya Sanskrit Sansthan, New Delhi, Vice-Chancellor of Sampuranand Sanskrit University in Varanasi, and Vice Chancellor of Sri Somnath Sanskrit University as well in Gujarat. Uh, he is also an important person in the uh, Sanskrit committee, which has been constituted by the HRD ministry to develop a plan, assess the state of Sanskrit in India and develop a plan on uh, what to do about its future. So welcome Shastri ji, it is such, a, such an honor. Uh, I, I usually give live talks myself and discuss uh, but when there's an important guest, I think it's a very, very, it's a good opportunity to, uh, for our people to get to know about the work that is going on. So I wanted to start by asking, uh, what is the International Association of Sanskrit Studies? Oh, we are going to International Association of Sanskrit Studies. Uh, it is... Uh, Established during the early 60s, there was a conference in New Delhi and during that conference, the Orientalists have taken a decision to have one special platform for Sanskrit scholars to interact with each other and all. Worldwide? Worldwide, worldwide. And that's why they have established this Sanskrit association and it is uh, 50 year old, uh, nearly, and uh, headquartered in Paris. Headquartered in Paris? Paris, Paris. Very interesting. Uh, headquarters in the sense, uh, it is a uh, organization because uh, Sanskrit is there in most of the nations in whatever way, in whatever level it is. So it is a loose conglomeration and uh, uh, it is uh, monitored from there. So it is not government of India? No, it's nothing to do with government of India. And who appoints the... So, so you are president for a certain term? That is, the president is elected. By? By the... We see, we have the main... One of the main activities of the World Sanskrit Conference, International Association for Sanskrit Studies is to have one World Sanskrit Conference every three years. Okay. It is continuously going on and just we have concluded the 16th of it uh, in uh, Thailand. The one I, I, uh, you, the one where you also participated. You invited me to speak. He invited uh, you to. I am uh, very honored that you invited me. Give a keynote address yes. and uh, yes. you have the rest of the occasion. With, so no, you it are, was my honor. Yeah, it's your honor. It's an honor. And I want people to know that Professor Sastri has been so important in my life, in my work. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Bangkok Thailand conference where I in, uh, announced my book, uh, The Battle for Sanskrit, 
is thanks to his invitation. Mm. So the uh, before your you became president, were there Indian presidents or Westerners or both? No, actually by constitution, the president of International Association of Sanskrit Studies is always from India. Oh, that's very good. It's a, it is a by constitution. So who were some of the important ones in the past? Like first, the one first, is, first one is again my supervisor. Uh, Dr. Uh, Research Supervisor Dr. V. Raghavan uh -huh. is the first uh, president. Okay. Followed for a several years, for a long time, by Professor R. M. Dardekar. Yes. From Pune and. Uh, yes. Then uh, followed by uh, some scholars, and I have succeeded Professor Dr. Ram Karan Sharmaji. Okay. Uh, and now. Uh, and yeah, very good. So this is very nice. Now I think uh, I'm the fourth one in the line. I think we only three predecessors. Yeah, no, that's remarkable. So uh, I have been to two of them. I also went to 2005 in Bangkok, uh, 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 and then there was in Delhi, one in Delhi uh, Congress. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, I spoke there, and then uh, that is in 12. Yes, and then then uh, 2000. Yes, and then in. Uh, uh, in Bangkok again. Yeah. So the uh, the Crown Princess of Thailand, the the King's daughter, will grace the occasion uh, both times. Last time also, this time also. But I found that this time it was a very large contingent of Indian people, which is very nice, very very nice. And of course, Thailand gives so much respect to Sanskrit. They have so many Buddhist monks, and they all they have Sanskrit university. They have a lot of interesting things. Do you feel that the International Conference of Sanskrit uh, Studies their annual, their uh, three-year conferences are increasing, going to become more? Oh, it's uh, actually from the beginning, every time it is held either in India, in India when it is held, uh, five times uh, so far uh, it has been held in India. Uh, more or less it is a by coincidence only, but uh, more or less every fifth conference has taken place in India, first, fifth, 10th and uh, 15th, four times it has been held in India so far. And uh, whenever it is held in India, Rashtri Sanskrit Samstar is the nodal agency to undertake the responsibility of organizing. So tell us about that because you were also uh, yeah, head yeah, of no, the... I am coming to the full story. Full story, yeah, yeah. Full story. Good. So the Rashtri Sanskrit Samstar is the government uh, nodal uh, premier institution for government of India to undertake and uh, any activity or any program for the development of Sanskrit constituted by gov government of India and it is under Ministry of HRD ever since from the beginning. Uh, therefore, by its own uh, nature, it is a nodal agency whenever it is held in India. Whenever it is held in India, usually the contingents of Indian scholars is the largest study, but at an average, every Sanskrit conference will have a representation of anywhere between 70 to 80 countries. Very good. That's a very great platform and very great organization and uh, it is open for all. Uh, this uh, ever since of, uh, the government of India deputes a contingency, a, de a group of delegates under the leadership of Rashtriya Sanskrit Samstam 
every time it is held everywhere but from uh, the time i was also vice chancellor and first director and then vice chancellor of rashtriya sanskrit samsthan in fact i am the founding vice chancellor of rashtriya sanskrit samsthan i joined it uh, when it is it was not a university and uh, during my period it became university so i happened to be again selection was there and i have been selected once again for vice chancellorship from that period onwards i can certainly say uh, indian delegate number of indian delegates has been four fold or even five fold increase very good it yes. was only three four for single digits earlier we have first time took around 30 to during my period and you know for that reason actually yeah. i have introduced two activities uh in world sanskrit conference that is one is pandit parishad and the other is kavi sammelan during my period as vice chancellor of rashtriya sanskrit samsthan and also during my ascendance to presidency sure. that also one of the reasons because the participation is increased yeah. this time of course the government gave a big helping hand they really In fact, the Minister of External Affairs, she was there. She was there, and she, she had a small affairs. private gathering. I, yeah. I was invited to. I was very she, happy she to discuss. She gave the inaugural key, yes. uh, inaugural address to. Very nice. And she spoke in Sanskrit. Yes. And uh, this time, of course, they have given lot of support, logistic support, as well as sending, uh, uh, as well as sending uh, uh, delegate number of delegates to the conference. That is the reason you have seen it in. Uh, more is one thailand the previous one almost a decade back did not have such a large indian delegation no they they used it because the 30 40 yes uh, during my period it is uh, uh, near around 30 but this but time it is before more. early before that i mean in this before uh, edinburgh conference i think it is only uh, 10 12 it varies i cannot say it on public yeah. that what there are reasons because uh, in those days the foreign travel is also not that easy and uh, number of scholars uh, were also not building for some time some like this but you know uh, the one that i'm talking about a decade ago where i attended where i also was a speaker uh, i remember the indian embassy gave a reception at the end in the final evening and i remember asking some of the ifs officers what is india's strategy for soft power in the asian countries using sanskrit and they had no clue what i'm talking about because it was all into you know we're trying to be secular we're trying to get westernized i think the good thing is now the government has very openly decided that sanskrit and sanskriti and our heritage are part of our diplomacy part of who we are uh, we should project it because other people respect us for that yeah. so this is uh, there is there may be that is government policy on which we don't have anything to comment but uh, from the beginning it is it is government of india which is responsible for establishing the international association of sanskrit studies and whatever be the government it is the government of india support it has uh, received all through its existence from day one to this day uh, that is other perceptions are slightly different Yeah. and uh, always it is by ministry of external affairs ministry and of course uh, now and then the number actually it is on on various forms you know 
the university numbers in india has increased to around 700 now at one time when it was started there were only 30 40 universities so we have to see it in in the context of the earlier conferences and all so the, this brings me to the next uh, topic the the sanskrit co- committee which yeah. has been commissioned by the hrd uh, and you are a member of that so can you tell us about this and how, how it is different than the sanskrit commission because some people are mixing the two ha ah, good you have asked a very good question uh, i just uh, say something wrong. actually government of india has constituted one sams- first sanskrit commission under the chairmanship of uh, sunit kumar chatterjee in around early 50s or something they gave an elaborate report to government of india and the government of india has implemented several of the programs that have been recommended later on during uh, 13 14 i believe or 12 i think uh, second sanskrit commission has been constituted uh, but uh, under the chairmanship of professor satyavrat shastri ji and then they have been asked to submit a report within one year or so i was also on that committee commission as member also one of the members of the commission uh, they have uh, but during before submitting its uh, report and all the time is over and then of course a final report has already been submitted by the commission by the commission also to the government of india but it is not public yet i don't know okay so the commission has submitted a report to yeah. government of india uh maybe they have exceeded their time i believe uh, i don't know then for the sake of uh, implementation of concrete programs for the development of sanskrit a high power committee has been constituted by government of india again under ministry of hrd under the chairmanship of uh, dr n gopal swami who was earlier chief commission uh, election commissioner election commissioner i was also on that committee we have been asked to prepare a road map for the development of sanskrit for the in the coming 10 uh, year period what government of india should do program wise and activity wise so we have taken help of uh, the both the reports available to the members of both the commissions and incorporated several suggestions and also from our own side it added a good number of programs and now we have submitted a action plan and road map okay and uh, to my firm belief uh, this government is taking very fast and quick steps to implement all those recommendations and uh, major recommendations 1 2 3 have been already initiated and they are taking final shape also very good i'm very uh, happy within uh, months they are uh, they have been acted upon that is the reason actually we have been given only 3 months time to get so, things done you don't to, give much time ah uh, uh, 3 months time and within 3 months uh, before time we have submitted our report uh, very uh, with uh, various programs. i i also want people to know you know i am very indebted to uh, sanskrit bharati and uh, shastri ji is very closely associated and helps help them also Uh, uh krishna shastri is a uh, chamu krishna shastri dear friend both of us he's he's been a champion there and very important person 
uh, in my own uh, studies and in my own, uh, when I need contacts, when I need uh, doors open, when I need advice, he's been there for me. I reviewed many parts of my books also and given me feedback. So I'm very happy that uh, through these connections, my work has been able to reach uh, where I wanted it to reach. So I want to uh, thank you for, for coming. Uh, and, and I want to thank all the uh, viewers for viewing this. This is very important for our culture. I will be back in a few days uh, with my regular uh, Facebook Live talk series on uh, a very important and exciting topic that might surprise some of you. I will uh, write about it on my Facebook page, the details of what I'm going to be covering in my, in my next talk. And it will happen very soon in a, in a few days. So thank you again. Namaskar. Namaskar. Namaste. 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 Thank you all. Thank you.